Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial from audibletrial.com slash talk it out. We're over 1,800 titles to choose from, from your Android, your Kindle or MP3 player, even your iPhone. Let's get started. We are talking yeah. it out in a in a millennial kind of world. I'm glad I got my girl. Keep your head up. What? Keep your head up. That's, That's right. right. Whenever this fight gets up, we, we gotta, gotta fight with right. my homegirl standing to, to my, my left, left and my right. True blue. We're tight like glue. We are talking it out. We're going to talk about the treatment of children and how we as adults affect their everyday lives. So, uh, to start it out, Gabby, uh, how how do you feel about children? Period. How do you feel about children and how how we affect them or what we do with them? I love children, as you know. <laughs> I work at an establishment that has a lot of children, and. From my experience working with children and just being a child, of course, and seeing my cousins and, and everybody grow up, I think children are the most disrespected group of anybody in this entire world. Even but more than old people? Even more than old people. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, children are allowed to be... Uh, you're allowed to manipulate them. You're allowed to demean them. You're allowed to hit, beat them. You're allowed to, <laughs> the, the, the people that are supposed to take care of them are allowed to call them names and to disrespect them and embarrass them. And no one blinks an eye and they have no power. So even if they wanted to do something about it, they couldn't do anything about it. There's no social movement of kids rallying together and protesting <laughs> bad parenting yeah. there's just they just have to deal with it and then when you get older hopefully you can get away from and that situation out, if right. that's a situation you're you're living in so that's my view what, what do y'all think um i don't know okay y'all might be getting mad at me but i I'm kind of on the fence when it comes to children being the most disrespected group. Of course, I think children are disrespected. Of course, I think when, when I say disrespected, I mean, I've literally had someone tell me as a child, I, could, I, could, I, could, I was about 12. Someone told me, you're a child, you don't deserve respect. And I was like, what? I was like, okay, right. I guess I don't give it either. But no, no, no. Um, well, I just think children are disrespected but then I also think when you say bad parenting what does that constitute because a bad parent to me is somebody who doesn't care for their child who doesn't try to do um feed them clothe them shelter them who doesn't do those things and when you don't do those things that makes you a bad parent but do you think that okay so just to you not feeding and clothing a child is bad parenting do you feel that do you are you okay with spanking is that bad parenting or is that something that you think children deserve to have if they do something wrong I and, and be honest here because I don't care it, it's I feel your like I don't get on me but no, it's I, your no, we, you know it's your okay well I I believe I believe in a good a good spanking 
Well, when I say a good spanking, a spanking is different from a beating. When you're beating a child, like I saw a mother throw her child against a brick wall and claim she was she was whooping her. That is not whooping mm-hmm. or spanking. That's beating. Right. Because you, who knows what that child could have hit. You know what I'm saying? Her head against a wall. That's crazy. But a spanking is when you take a hand or a switch. I prefer, I preferably don't like hands. I like either a, a good switch or a light belt. <laughs> okay, so an object. So you you like beating your children with objects? Oh my gosh! You see how judgmental that is? <laughs> no, I just say. I saw because to me, like as a child that was spanked, or as a child that you know her parents were like, or maybe not her parents, but her mother was like, you know, you deserve a spanking if you do something wrong. I don't feel like that that helped me in all that diminished my self-esteem that made me feel like I wasn't doing something correct if I didn't do something wrong I was afraid for my my mother to look at me if I did something wrong or touch me because I was just like oh my god I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a whooping and I'm gonna be hurt and I'm gonna be like and and there's so much studies and research that they have done on it where if you do hit your child or if you do spank them whether it's with objects or whether it's with your hand they have more of a chance to be worse or they have more of a chance to not achieve as much as children who are not beat and who are not hit mm-hmm. and also it makes them really aggressive not only towards you but as like towards other children like the the irony of a child hitting you yeah. And then you hitting them back and you saying, no, you're not supposed to hit your parent. Like, how does that make any sense? <laughs> like, you're you're hitting them for them not to hit you. So, long story short, I don't, I don't feel like it's okay. Right. It's never okay. And also, I want us to, to not just focus on the, the physical aspects Mental. of um, not being a good parent. Because I think you can... You can provide your child with a place to stay. You can give them food to eat. You can give them the the nicest clothes or whatever, and you can still be a terrible parent. You yeah. can you can emotionally and spiritually abuse them. You can physically mm-hmm. abuse them. And we one thing we don't really talk about in any community really is mental the mental abuse that sometimes go on goes on or the emotional manipulation mm-hmm. that can sometimes happen to children and and parents are they don't sometimes they don't even know what they're doing Mm-mm. it's just the way they were growing up were and, and how they were treated you yeah. know I, so. I agree with that i think okay well let me retract my statement and restate it i think you you could be considered a good parent if you not only should you clothe, feed, and shelter your child, but if you're there for them emotionally, of course everybody goes through ups and downs, and that's just a part of life. But that what I mean a good a bad parent is someone who chooses drugs over their children, or chooses gambling, or someone who chooses um their um girlfriend or boyfriend over their child. If you're choosing to spend five nights a week out with without your child, with your boyfriend, and your child is at their grandparents' house, then you're not a good parent. That's just my that's just my opinion, and and I also think that if you're 
if you're going to whoop your child or discipline your child of course what i think a whooping a good whooping is okay but i also think it's a last resort i think mm. punishment is good um even from a young age they always have something that they want that they need to be that can be taken away from them uh-huh. i believe um getting your child involved in activities so that they can have something to take away that's also a good good uh point too yeah so uh I basically, I wanted to bring up with you guys, um, how, were, were either one of you grounded as kids? <laughs> like, were you grounded? Okay, so you no. were. I, I, you weren't grounded well, ever? G- no. I, Gabby was, and Joy said she was not. Okay, no. so were you ever, like, punished to the fact where, like, you couldn't go somewhere that weekend <laughs> because you did something wrong or something like that? No, this is hilarious to me. I was never, I was never. So how are you going to say your opinion on spanking, but you were never, like, I was punished spanked. or anything? I was spanked. Oh, you were spanked? I was spanked. Um, We're not going to get into the rest of that. Mm-hmm. But I was spanked, and I got I got whooped. Let's say, go go get me uh, a tree, uh, uh, three branches from the tree, and make sure they're green. That's what my mother used to say to me. You know, green switches bounce back, and the, and the brown ones, they break. So, when, you have to go okay, pick so your I switch. Have a, I have a question then. When that happened and after your mother whooped you or spanked you with the switch, how did you feel as a child? Not now, mm-hmm. but how did you feel as a child when that happened? Were well, you hurt? Were you happy? Were you like, okay, well, now I learned my lesson. Like, how did you truthfully, feel as a, as a child? I'm not going to lie. Truthfully, um, I sometimes I did think she used the whooping to scare me. Or to force me into doing something that I didn't want to do. But most of the, I, I'm, I, I was a very late in rebellion. I don't think I went through rebellion even right now, even mm-hmm. yet. So I didn't really get that many whoopings. My sister, on the other hand, ho, 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 ho. she got spanked. She got grounded. She got phones taken away. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, my mom would say, you can't get on the computer. Or to me, but you know what I mean. She could never tell me I could, I wasn't going anywhere because I'd never had anywhere to go. Right. I didn't have any friends, so I feel that. Who was she gonna ground me from? You know. You did get grounded. Were you long term grounded or was it like short term grounding? Uh, I think the longest I was grounded was like a week. Dang. So short term grounding, basically. Dang. Yeah, I didn't, Dang. I didn't well, well I, me too. I was I was a noob too. I didn't do I didn't do anything. I guess because I was such a rebel and was just like, I hate Big my mom. KT like the, I'm, I'm pursuing the white person. Uh, I hate your mom stereotype. Oh no! Oh no! The white kid who like tells their parents, "I hate you." Oh, I thought I snatched a broom for her and almost went ballistic. No, don't you dare! T- <laughs> don't you dare touch your mom's hand when she's finna whoop you because she wasn't finna whoop me. She was just taking no. the broom from me. Oh my god! Don't ever do that because then you will be told. I'm gonna knock your teeth down your throat. I brought you into this world. I can take you out, and that that goes back to the you know the whole mentality of it. When when you're told that as a kid, you're just like, I I, I never want to live again. I mean, at least that's how I felt because it, it wasn't just for me. It wasn't just 
um, you know, one day it's like this and the next day it's, it's not like this every day. It was like that because I would do something wrong uh-huh. or I would feel like I didn't live up to her standards. And if I didn't live up to her standards, then I was going to be like punished. I felt like that. And I was a good child. Girl. And, and that affected me like as an adult, because I feel like a lot of the things that I do now, I feel like I don't want to do them because oh, I was just told you're not good enough to do this. Why are you still doing this? You know? Oh. So, and that's not a pity story. That I'm just saying, like, that's how it affected me as an adult. As an adult, being whooped now, like, I don't really like people touching me that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm afraid, like, you're going to take advantage of how I am or, like, me holding your hand or, I don't know. I'm just really reserved because of that. And And even with relationships... Like, it takes me so long to open up to people and, like, so long to talk to people on the phone. And even (laughs) when me and Gabby became friends, we were friends, and it took us, I think, like, a month almost before we talked on the phone. Yeah, I don't even have your number. Yeah, because I don't give my number out. Like, I'm so reserved and introverted, and I would just rather be at home. And I feel like a part of that has to do with how I was treated as a child. My feelings didn't matter And I was disrespected, and my opinions didn't matter, so. I just feel like, okay, I can say something. I did try hard as a child to um, gain approval to be that good girl, and Mm -hmm. that even lasted. So I didn't get a lot of whoopings so much as I got a lot of scalding, a lot of talking to. And when I say scalding, I mean... Me. so a lot of mental a lot, a lot of yeah. girl I can't believe you or or something like I'm not gonna say what she said I think that's private but it did it did get to me it did it did make me even to this day I'm like crying or wigging out when my mother d- disapproves of something mm-hmm. and I'm I'm like I'm 23 I should be able to make these decisions but that's that's how I feel but in on the outside I'm like okay mommy you know, that's and that's weird. Right. But I do have a quote from um, John Shelton Reed, and he is a social sociologist who has written um, for the Wall Street Journal and um, the uh, let me make sure I got that right. Yeah, he's written for the Wall Street Journal, the National Re- Review and the Oxford America American about human beings. And, and they're mostly um, things uh, related to the South. Now, he said, and since we're in the South, I thought this was something that we should do. He said, we could say that people who eat grits, listen to country music, follow stock car racing, support corporal punishment in the schools, hunt possum, and go to Baptist church, and prefer bourbon <laughs> to scotch, like, are likely to be Southerners. And most of the time, people in the South, they agree with corporal punishment, whether it's in the school. I don't think it's in the schools anymore, but they do agree with it at home. So that's a good point, because I actually was I was doing some research myself on this. And apparently we actually have in the South, we have corporal punishment at home that's illegal and corporal punishment in the schools that's illegal. But in the North... And this includes from the west to the east. It's actually not okay to do it in the schools, but it is okay to do it at home. Yeah. 
So see, it, that that kind of conflicts what you're saying. See, I, didn't I, didn't know, was, I didn't know it was illegal in the South. It is, mm-hmm. but in, in the state of Tennessee specifically, it's illegal. But here's how they get away with it to make it not legal. You know, Tennessee is a conservative state, and most of those, most of them whoop their kids. It's just get it out there. But Tennessee's code... Um, according to uh, a legal site I found online, it says that the Tennessee's code permits criminal charges against a parent, parent, guardian, or custodian who administers unreasonable, quote, quote, unreasonable corporate punishments, which causes, quote, injury to a child. So it's anything they believe is unreasonable or injurious. If your bottom hurts because your mother spanked you, they might not find that unreasonable or injury. I think they. I think this code is going specifically towards um, abuse. Okay, so that that brings me to uh, Gabby. Do you, we were talking a little bit earlier about what's the difference between abuse and discipline. So how do you, how do you, what what's the difference for you? What do you think? You mean abuse and spanking? No. What What's the difference between disciplining your child and abusing them? Because to me, there there is a difference, and it's all as to how you apply it and how you apply those words. Because you could you could discipline your child because disciplining is teaching them, but you yeah. could discipline them by spanking them to say no, don't do this. Yeah. Or and abuse is also. Uh, like maybe hardcore spanking or something like that. Like you know, it. What's the difference to you between the two? As, <laughs> as far as abuse, I don't. I'd have to go through like every list of things that I think are abuse. Go okay, so joy, do you think? Uh, let me just bring something up. Um, do you think? Okay, let's say for instance we have a teacher. Mm-hmm. And this teacher screams at children in the classroom and yanks them up when they're doing something wrong, like not following in line, not writing their things on time, not doing simple children things. Is that she abuse should be fired, or is, or is that discipline? I think that's abuse because your only reason she's doing that is because she's frustrated. Yeah, and she doesn't have the proper tools. To getting the the children do to do what she wants them to do, and because of that, she's taking that out on the kids and, and yelling mm-hmm. at them because she don't know how to do her job. I took a parenting so class right. um, with my mother when we were considering um, fostering. Uh, I don't know why she just wanted to do. She says I wanted to help somebody, but anyway. So we took a parenting class, and they said that. The difference between punishment and discipline is that punishment is more for the relief of the parent or guardian. When you discipline somebody, you're disciplining them for the child. But when you're punishing somebody, it's to relieve you of stress. Yeah. So to Joy, so let's say a a mother Mm -hmm. is in Target and she is riding in her cart and the child says, hey, I want this mom. And so mom says no. 
and then the child makes this huge gigantic scene I've seen and that. she yeah everyone has seen the white mom and the white kid <laughs> running around crazy <laughs> i didn't say they were white <laughs> like, no. god uh, wait a racially profiled <laughs> she said we didn't say it. <laughs> no okay so you see that incense and the mom yanks the child up and she spanks her bottom right in the middle of target mm-hmm. and says no you're not allowed to scream and yell just because you can't get this and she just whoops him and whoops him may i add while she's telling the child that she should not scream and yell she herself is screaming yeah and she herself is screaming and yelling and while she's telling the child no <laughs> do you feel question? like that is abuse or do you feel like that that is disciplining the child I for f- acting crazy in the store i feel like it's i personally okay i feel like it's both here's why i feel like it's discipline because when i'm with my uh seven and six year old uh nephew they don't do that because i give them a look and they know Lex is not. Yeah, but that's that's not the instance. That that is something that you have with them, and you have taught them. Yes, you know, don't do this. And if they did do, and and that's why I I feel like it's not. I feel like it's not abuse all the way abuse because it's only half abuse. It's like half and half. It's half abuse, half half discipline. It's a blissful or whatever. Let's make up a word for it. But no, I I think it's discipline because one. I think it's a tiny bit of discipline because a child normally knows what to do and what not to do in public. They're choosing to act like that because they feel like, I know as a child, you feel like, hey, if I can make it in public, then she'll get it just to stop me screaming. That's what most children think. But then it's also abuse because you should teach your children not to act like that from the get-go. And to do that publicly, not only is it harming them physically, but that's harming them mentally to, for you to do it in public, like, oh my god, I can't believe she just did And can we also add how more than likely that child is going to do it again? And, yes. And I, I have a question here because you, you said the child should know better, but we learn as children from the people around us. So, and also you said she, the child should have known from the get go, or she should have been taught from the get go. Yeah, she should have been so taught. So she, she should have been taught from the get go. She should have. I I feel like that she like it's up to the parent to decide. Hey, let me teach my child what's right from wrong by not beating them or spanking them in public so that they don't act this way in public. So obviously you said you brought up something. You said I give them a look and they already know better. So yeah. you have my taught them used at to give home, me a look too. <laughs> right. You have taught them at home what that look means. Like, hey, don't do this. So, okay, so now I have another question here. Do you feel like the look works better or sometimes, spanking Sometimes, sometimes. I feel like sometimes it, well, the look is you're going to get a spanking if you don't cut it out. So it's fear. It is. I'm, I, I, I'll admit that. It is fear. But, but I will say that children are more conniving than you think. And But where do they get that from? Because children learn what we teach no, them. I, think, I, I, think, I, I agree I think, with that, but they're not my kids. You know what I mean? I but think children, were. children, they don't learn to be conniving. Children are just conniving. You yeah, think so? They, they are. Yeah, I know. It's, it's because, you know? It's because yeah. they're little and sweet and everybody thinks, oh, they're cute. And, that, you know. And they're still trying. Children are very, very selfish. And they're still trying to, to figure out what's right and what's wrong. And they're going to do whatever until you yourself lay out the boundaries and let them know what's right and, and what's wrong. 
So okay. I think I think most you're not gonna get a perfect child. Every child is going to have those moments when you're just like really, and you gotta correct them and you gotta you gotta tell them what's up. I just got an um incoming comment from tastefully Tay on Instagram, and she says, "How are children going to learn if you don't whoop them while they're misbehaving?" If you do it when they're not acting out anymore, then what's from what's to stop them from doing it again? Good, good, good question. I actually looked up and did some research on that. Well, I, I also. You did, did some, research too, so I go ahead. I also did some research on that. And I guess something from Time Magazine, which I am going to look up really quickly. In this Time Magazine article entitled, Why Spanking Does Not Work. One of the excerpts of the article, there's this quote. It says, moms and dads who spank do so because they believe it's effective. And research actually shows that it is in the short term. A child reaching for a tempting object will stop if he gets swatted. It does work in the immediate moment, but beyond that, in most cases, it's not effective. The most common long-term consequence is that the child learns to use aggression. Case in point, one mother in a study hit her toddler after the toddler either hit or kicked the mother, admonishing, quote, this is to help you remember not to hit your mother. Or anybody. But what they're saying is, ironically, it's, it's teaching the child to hit to get what you want. If somebody is doing something that you don't like, which is why a lot of kids come and, and they're already hitting each other because that's what they see. That that works. If mm -hmm. somebody is doing something that you do not like, hit them to get them to stop. But then we teach them, no, you're not supposed to hit, and we hit them. So it just, I think it just starts, it continues a cycle of aggression, but that really wasn't well, answering. So let, let me I, just say, here, here's, here's the question. She, she basically asked, so how do we... How do we stop the children? How do yes. we how do we stop that? So to me, I feel like that we should do it or okay, so basically punishing them by spanking them creates resentment and basically you wrestling with your child or spanking your child makes you the their peer. It doesn't make you the adult, the calm, yeah. the calm parent. So I feel like in order to stop that or in order to not spank your child, how you teach them is by timeouts, removing something from what they really, really like. Basically teach them, because a lot of times, I don't know if you as an adult, but a lot of times you don't do what you're supposed to do because you're like, why? Why should I do this? It doesn't make any I'll sense. I offer explanations. You know? When children ask right. me why, I offer explanations. There has to be but an explanation why you can't do this. I don't know why I'm holding on to this so strongly, but I, I am going to say that I, when I was young, I had a lot going on, and I was angry a lot of the time, and my anger didn't come out at school or whatever. It came out in my home or whenever someone would mess with me. Mm -hmm. And one day, I hit my sister in the stomach with my fist uh -huh. knocked the wind out of her wow my mother hit me in my stomach knocked the wind out of me mm -hmm. ever since then no matter what kind of argument me and my sister get into or whatever you know sisters fight uh -huh. or whatever kind of fight we get into i am so 
caught i was so cautious because we don't really fight anymore we're we're grown but i was so cautious not to hit her because i was scared i was like oh my god i can't hear her i can't hurt her because i know this is not right because if i do something's gonna happen okay so you're saying ever since how old were you when that happened I think I was like eight, maybe seven or eight. So you're saying ever since that that moment, you never hit your sister ever. No, I said I've been careful not to hurt her. We uh, fought. Hurt. Not, not that you haven't. We, we not fought. that you haven't hit her. Because I, I said sisters fight. We fought. Yeah. But we haven't gone. You know, like it hasn't been a brawl. It's been like a um, sister fight. Stop. Oh, so. The only thing keeping you from hitting your sister really hard was you thinking that your mom was going to come and hit you. Or knowing that there were consequences, knowing that it was wrong because I had hit my sister before, but I didn't realize, oh, it's, it's a bad thing. She would just normally, you are not to hit your sister. And then I was like, eh, she ain't going to do nothing about it. So I hit her again. <laughs> do you think maybe um, just growing up and, and realizing that your sister had feelings and emotions no, and that she was I would I would have knocked her out. I would have knocked her out. So it, it was I, just your mom that stopped you. It like, was. Okay. I, to, okay. I told you, okay. even at 23, my mom has the power over okay. me. So <laughs> I have a question off that because uh, basically you said that it has to do with consequences. You knew there was a consequence if you really hurt your your sister really yes. bad. So, do you think that instead of your mom punching you in the stomach, like a grown up <laughs> should definitely do to children, uh, <laughs> that wait, wait, instead don't judge she my said, mother. <laughs> she said, <laughs> "No, I'm judging all mothers who beat their children right now." <laughs> no, who uh, do you think instead of doing that, she took something away from you or put you in time out but I'm eight. as, what, no, what am I as a consequence have? if she would have taught you at that time no you are now going to have to sit in sit in the corner for an hour long because you hit your your sister this way and this is the consequences for doing this do you feel like that would have affected you at all i wouldn't have it wouldn't have i'm it gonna tell have? you why no. because i was so angry as a child i would i would have looked at her packed my bags like I did one day I packed my bags and I walked out of the house <laughs> like I was leaving until I figured out that I had nowhere to go but no I would I would have I w- it wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that I would have then even me then I would have made the decision and said oh is my sister making me mad enough that I want to go sit in the corner and I would have said most of the time I would have taken the punishment because I was that angry and I needed someone to get, let my anger out on. And I knew it couldn't be my mom. Okay. She showed me what it felt like to be hit. And I didn't like that feeling. Mm. I I wanted to talk about religious beatings. Yeah, how, how, how it is. How do you. Spare the rod and the child shall surely not perish. So Okay, and where does that, where does religious beatings come from? (laughs) The Bible? I think that that has become one of the reasons that a lot of people still hold on to this antiquated ritual because they always bring out the Bible, spare the rod, spoil the child. So pretty much if you don't whoop your children, your children will automatically be spoiled, which is when we got the the scientific evidence that's, that's not true and apparently that 
that was not even the context of the verse. I, read I thought it said, even- spare the raw and the child shall surely not perish. Like, you're not going to die from a whooping. No, no, it don't say that. I mean, let, don't look research. Let time. me look it up. I'm, I'm pretty sure it says spare the rod, spoil the child. I I just want to know, like, because to me, a, a lot of the whole respecting your elders and respecting how people treat you as a child was about, you know, would you treat Jesus like this? How does Jesus feel? And stuff like that, you know, when that doesn't even apply. And like you treating <laughs> me like I don't have an opinion as a child has absolutely nothing to do with Jesus. It has nothing to do. And, and that <laughs> nothing. Goes, that's going to be in our, our uh, next podcast coming up later about how religion is used as a tool to sometimes to control people. Because people just, about they, control. Use, they use it's things cool. out of context to... Oh my gosh. To... To pretty much justify their actions. So because the Bible says children uh, obey your parents, even though they leave out the part that says parents don't, um, what's the verse? It's like don't provoke your children. Oh, yes. Fathers shall not provoke their children. That's what that one says. I know that one. And they they never quote that one, but they, they quote the... The children obey your parents because that's what they want you to do. Okay, I did find the verse. I did find the Bible verse, and it's going to give y'all some leeway. (laughs) But um, according to BibleGateway.com, the international version or the NIV version, Proverbs 13, 24 says, Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the ones who love their children is careful to discipline them. Oh, wah, wah, wah. okay, okay. <laughs> but the thing is, we we listen to it from a 2016 perspective. Were people really getting a rod and beating their children back in the day? Do we know this, or is this just something that we just assume? It, it's one or of was that just a symbol, a symbol symbolism of discipline? Because apparently, when shepherds would discipline their uh, sheep. sheep, they use a rod. Yes. So I'm, I'm thinking that's, that's just yeah symbolism yeah. yeah but it but it's become a mantra to to justify beating kids pretty much yeah I I, I do agree uh, whoopings are not necessarily the best option the best option but in times of need because there are children like I was a child who would not listen. Unless I was shown the effects of the consequences. If we can find a way to make the effects of the consequences lasting to children, I didn't, like I said, I didn't really get whoopings. I just got a talking to. I think it's per child. It, it depends on the child. I am going to say that whoopings are not necessarily the best option all the time. Like you can do something else before you um whoop a child because that's just energy wasted. You're wasting energy, they're wasting energy. And if you're gonna waste the energy, make sure that's your last option. That's my point of view advice. Okay, so I, w- I wanna talk about uh the I, w- I wanna talk about kind of like how to discipline how how to be better at disciplining your child because like I was saying before like there are steps that you probably should take and you're saying like whooping should be your last option mm-hmm. and I, I 100% agree with that if you are okay with whoopings then please make that like your very last option so to me 
let's say, and I'm just making up something again. Let's say, for instance, your daughter comes home from from work, or not from work, but from her friend's house really, really late. And she's past curfew, and you're upset, and, you know, you're just like, why does she keep coming late from her curfew, and blah, blah, blah. And so, what we, what I've read and what I've researched, they best recommend, if she's coming in late, don't bring it up the night that she comes in, sleep on it yourself. Take the time out to, to understand, hey, this is a person, and they do make mistakes. Then the next morning, go to them or to that person and be like, hey, why is this happening? What happened? Where were you last night? Are you okay? Was there something that happened to make you late? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Understand the reason behind them yeah. being late. I get it. And then if they give something that's like, sorry, my friend didn't feel good, then you could be like, okay, well, I understand that your, your friend didn't feel good, but there is a time limit or there is a curfew for you that you have to abide by. And if you don't understand this, then there will be other consequences. And so it's kind of communication. Yeah. It's like with any other relationship. Your relationships are not going to work if you do not communicate with them and with other people. I would just like to point out that I think whooping, whoopings, like the, the example you're using is for a child who can go out on their own without their parent. My, my point of view for whoopings is for children who are like 10 and below. Okay, so let me give that example then. Ooh, so she came quick back. We, we have, um, because I, I have four little sisters, and whenever I was with them, they listened to everything I said. My mom disrespected her, didn't care anything she said. My mom had to whoop them. Me, they, they listened to everything that I said. They well, still respect me. They still respect me. I've never beat them. I've never put a hand on them. I've n never had to do that. So let's say, for instance, my little sister comes in, and she, at this time, is four years old, and she can't share with her other little sister, uh, and they are having an argument between one toy. What I feel like should have happened or what I would have done is I would have went to them and been like, hey, this is only one toy. So you have to understand that this is only one toy. And then I would like make up some kind of game that if they're four years old and they don't understand the concept of even themselves being able to make their own decisions, then you say, let's make up this game and get their mind off of something completely different. And then they're not even worried about that one toy. And later on, you can be like, hey, it's your turn. You have this designated time to play with this toy. Mm -hmm. And then this kid has this designated time to play with this but toy. But what happens when they act out and they cry and they... But that's children do you that. You don't that give in. You do not give in. That's the key. You can't give in to a child who is acting up because I then just that take enables, it away. That enables them. I just take the toy away. If you're gonna cry and not be able to share, oh yeah, then you oh, just yeah, take, yeah. the toy is exactly. gonna be taken that's away. I don't see the point in negotiating with children because. You don't respect them? No, no, because if you when you negotiate with a child, you're no longer putting yourself on an authoritative level. You're putting yourself down as their peer. Isn't that what you said? 
and no, I said when you when you wrestle with them. Yeah, that negotiating not, is a wrestle to me. I'm negotiating me. negotiating with a hostage with a ho- somebody who's holding somebody hostage because I want to get down to their level and for them to understand that I connect with them. But if They're I'm your gonna, children, you're supposed to connect with but them. I'm sa- but what I'm saying is, I can I can connect with them without negotiating with them. It's either this so or you, that. You want to be like the authority. authority. Yeah, you want. But but one thing I I can because y'all just been going. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have I've read up on the research in in the establishment. That I am now employed employed in. Can I can we I just ask you? Hold classes. on, I'm sorry. Can you please stop using really big words? In the establishment <laughs> that I am employed in, we had to take classes where we learned about um, children and psychology, their psychology and stuff, and about behavioral management and and all that type of stuff. And they encouraged us to give the children. And even if it's a facade, even if it's not real, the idea that they have a choice. Yes. So if yes. the child is like, um, if you're trying to get the child to, I don't know, go take a bath, you can say go take a bath. But if if they're not listening to you, give them the idea that they have a choice. So say, would you like to take a bath with your rubber ducky, or would you like to take a bath with your whatever and in and, 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 and i've had children who said that i don't want to take a bath so you just it the thing is people <laughs> forget that children they're they just came into this world they don't really have a a concept of many things yes so they're they're stubborn and like i said they're selfish it takes time I, I and agree. i think parents some parents that are not quite fit to be parents don't want to take the time to understand to understand and to put in the work and connect yes it's just like in that situation what should have been done is hey you're gonna take a shower you can either you can either or or bath you can either do it now or in the morning and when they choose in the morning which i have had happen and you wake up they and they're gonna say well you wouldn't be up this early if you took a bath last night so the next night they take a bath at night yeah so that that See, those is are, that's that is that's good. Is I, rarely, I rarely resort to whooping, but I do believe in the process of whooping because m- sometimes children just want to know that hey, I can get away with this and this and this and this, and I know the consequences for this. But sometimes I'm gonna be honest. Even us as adults, we need a little fear. Is what stops us from doing dangerous things. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna jump off of a ledge because I know that I'm gonna die. Fear fuels me. Like being angry, that fuels me. Like okay, well, you, jump off a ledge with if, no. If I, am, if I am angry and it has something to do with jumping off a ledge, I'm gonna jump off a ledge because that's not good. It's not good. That's a horrible example. But you're gonna be the instance, one in a million. Ex- for instance, my mom. Uh, I don't even remember. It, there's so much she has done. But uh, oh basically, I, I'm just going to give some random idea. She has whooped me. And she's told me, if if I act like this again, then I'm going to get an even worse whooping. Then I would have been like, okay, 
I've been beat once. I can be beat again, and then I can be beat See, again. See, I have it something for you, and it's like, a child. <laughs> like it would, it doesn't matter to me. One whooping is six whoopings. Who cares? Like to some, me, it wasn't. Yeah, I understand that some it children. It wasn't a whooping to me. Don't, was, some children. It, ha- it didn't help. Don't respond to whoopings. Like I say, it should be the last resort. If I was with you, you had more going on than just being rebellious. You needed somebody to sit down and talk with you. I would Bam, have Bam, that's where we're not talking about connecting with your child. That's what I'm just saying. I, I agree with that. That's what I just said. No, we're all on the same page. Exactly. Oh, my God. Gabby, say it again. Say it again. But we're isn't that, didn't you just say, I'm sorry, didn't you just say that's being on their level and you should I be the authority? I said when you're negotiating, you shouldn't negotiate. You should say, hey, do you, it's either this or or that but Take that's a negotiating one. no negotiation well will you please do this well if i give you this will you do that well okay, yeah well, i don't think th- negotiating is the is that's the not right, the right correct the right that's term. not the right term but, but we got the same idea we're just using different words okay well um those are my points i mean that's all i can say this is joy signing out i, I don't have anything else left to say <laughs> uh yeah this is kt i guess i am super anti no hitting your children. Don't touch your children in any <laughs> negative pot. Nothing. I, I'm always the weird one. Like, I hate college. I, <laughs> You're just going in on everything. I just go in on, like, everything. I'm so passionate about it. Okay. But, yeah, I'm out, too. I think if we could get some type of legislation passed where we could offer free parenting classes for everybody, that would be very nice. Because, like I said... We have so many people having babies. Having babies is so easy. Yeah. And people are just having children and they don't know a clue about parenting. They weren't parenting, right? And it just starts a cycle yes. of all this crazy stuff. So if we can talk to Obama, President Obama or whoever's going to be the next president, if oh we could God. please get Thanks, some Obama. legislation passed to help these children because I think that's really important. And I had, we're in my establishment in which I am employed. I had a child who was very, very, very stubborn. He loved attention, and he was always, he was, I have never seen a child that young have anger issues like he did. And come to find out, apparently his parents got divorced or whatever. And it came to a point where his mom was coming to this establishment in which I'm employed every week. Every week and, and spanked that boy. And he would keep doing the same thing over he and over attention. and over again. He wanted attention. And I don't think he was getting that at home. But let me say one thing. One day, um, we had a person that did not normally work with us come in and, and work with us. And she was talking to the children. And she said something like, I just want to tell y'all today, none of y'all no kids are bad you are not bad all of you are good you just make bad decisions sometimes none of you is bad and his face just lit up like he had just discovered e equals mc squared like he was like (laughs) really (laughs) really even me and she was like yes even you you are not bad or whatever oh and i think that's important and we really didn't touch touch on that today but positive reinforcement because at that establishment because he was employed. because he was he was stubborn or whatever 
a lot of times we were, I think we spent too much time telling him what he was not doing right mm-hmm. and giving the discipline and giving the consequences mm-hmm. that even when he was doing the smallest thing, like sharing with a friend or said, excuse me or thank you, we didn't make a big deal yeah. out of it. And I think it's, it's important mm-hmm. in your discipline and you're raising a child to make sure you're encouraging that child, making sure that child knows that he or she is respected and that you, you care for them and, and genuinely love them. Yes. And I think eventually you'll, you'll get some change. I don't know. Yeah. I keep, I keep making sounds. Yeah. And agreeing because I'm nodding my head, but I just realized nobody can see me. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. But yeah, positive reinforcement and that's my take on it. Um, Again, this podcast was brought to you by audible.com where you can read some awesome audiobooks. We were just checking it out. Yeah, you know, it really got, is good. It really they is. They got good. Lord of the Rings. Mm. For people that don't know, I'm I'm obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Oh, I've watched gosh. it 10 gazillion times. So, <laughs> I'm really psyched about this. I'm going to listen to it as I go to my establishment of employment and <laughs> Um, just during the day, I can't wait. I can't wait. And, so, and you can actually, you can go through us and you can, uh, actually start up with Audible at our www.audibletrial.com slash talk it out. Go to that link and make sure you sign up. You get a 30 day free trial and yes, I an can't audio wait. Book. And make sure you tell us what you're, li- you're listening to because we love a good book. We're, we're always reading. What we're you're reading, talking yeah. about books. And so, especially a good cookbook with a good recipe. Oh, I agree. Ooh, Vegetarian please. cookbooks. Yes, I don't I know if they have that. that in audio book. <laughs> they do. I, they they have vegetarian they cookbooks. They read the instructions. They do. Yes. Yeah. That's boring. No, don't don't even. That's, That's amazing. That, that, oh my god. Negative. Can you don't give us that fake? Uh. Yes. <laughs> okay. But yeah, this has Talk been Joy. Katie, this is Gabby, and you have just listened to Talk It Out. Oh, make sure you hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash talkitoutpodcast. If you have any comments, concerns, questions, hit us up at talkitoutpodcast at yahoo.com. You can listen to our podcast on soundcloud.com slash talkitout, and we love to hear from you. We might even get you on the show, and we love to hear your ideas. And also, don't forget our Instagram if you are tech savvy and you love Instagram, we always post really cool memes I at do. Talk It Out Podcast. And uh, we could possibly follow you back. We're always commenting on stuff, especially cute cat photos. <laughs> Yay, cats. All right. Talk it out.